I were to be totally honest, I guess I'd have to admit, I was kind of eager all day to take the sea bus back across Burrard Inlet, head up here into the Lonsdale Hills, rainy North Van Night to put together this, part four of the White Poppies for Remembrance series. I'm not going to spoil all the surprises to tell you what happens, but uh, i got to give you a title, so let's call it Pondering Flanders Field by the Cenotaph and the Empty Park. You decide. Postcards from Gravelly Beach. Well, as it turns out, it seems they do the uh, ceremony right directly on the day of the 11th of November at 11 o'clock. And, uh... <laughs> I'm here at the mighty granite obelisk and uh, there's nothing but the remnants of a celebration. Wreaths, poppies, signias, pictures, bibles, lists of names, Banner says, we remember. So it's just going to be us. I hope you don't mind. But we're not the only ones in this park. And on the bench, this is inscribed to the valor of our sailors and the memory of those lost at sea. Oh, nice. So in front of me is the... Uh, Cenotaph, with all ye that pass by, says on this side. It's a message that carries around to the other sides. And across the New Amsterdam Cafe, this groovy red building I like so much that used to be the tallest in the empire. And then looking down to the right, all this sort of rebuilding and rejuvenation and deconstruction and reconstruction and evolution that's going on in the downtown Lower East Side. You know, it's just an area that's racked with poverty and you know, change is hard, but in many cases, change is good. So, you know John McRae? He's a Canadian doctor and he was uh, a writer and, and in World War I he was out in the field and after burying the remains of his exploded colleague and gathering up the scattered bits out of the mud, he gathered his buddy up in a sheet and buried him and then on, then on, uh, sitting on, as the story goes, sitting on the back of a wagon, on the back of an envelope or a notebook or something like that, 
He wrote, In Flanders' field the poppies blow, beneath the crosses row by row, that mark our place, and in the sky the lark still bravely singing fly, scarce heard amid the guns below. And, uh, oh, you know, it kind of gets dismissed because, uh, you know, it's this kind of cliched imagery and contrived sentimentality, but because of the context and the social history that's built up around this work, it's it's uh, it's something more than that, you know? And uh, so he sat on the back of an ambulance or whatever, looking down in the field of all these crosses and seeing the, the red and the white poppies. And uh, the story goes that he took the thing and crumpled it up and threw it away. Another guy encouraged him not to, and he sent it into a magazine. And then years later, months later, he... Uh, he, uh, you know, heard other people talking about it and, and heard people saying it in the fields and it had been published in some magazine or, or something like that. To take up our quarrel with the foe, to you from failing hands we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. If you break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep though poppies grow in Flanders' field. Oh,
And an essay in the Taiyi, which is a kind of a local Vancouver news magazine, there's an article, uh, The Poem and the Poppy, by uh, Stephen Osborne. You can read this online, thetaiyi.ca. Reading the poem and the poppy, reading in Flanders Fields and choosing to wear the flower. And he talks about this stuff I've just been talking as I've been paraphrasing through him. He writes, When I began to understand what the shock of the Great War was for those who disappeared into it and their families and what it must have been for my grandfathers, both of whom survived the trenches in Belgium and France and both of whom remained silent about what happened to them there, I was almost, I was nearly 30 years old and always refused to wear a poppy in November. One of my grandfathers was dying and he didn't know who I was when I went to see him in the hospital. They were living in Winnipeg and I hadn't seen him for years. I went to Winnipeg one hot mosquito-filled afternoon and we sat in his cool, dark, mosquito-free rec room and drank a bottle of gin. He sent his dog, a black lab, out to the store for groceries. <laughs> we didn't talk about the war. He told me that you can always get 80 drops from an empty vodka bottle. This was something he had proved scientifically when he had been an engineering student in the time before the war. Now I always wear a poppy in November, and when I pin it to my lapel, I think of my grandfathers and the generations of plain people like them who go to wars made for them by others for the obscurest of motives. John McCrae died of pneumonia in 1918. He did not see his poem subsumed into communal memory. His poppies blown and his larks bravely singing have entered the repositories of kitsch. They are immortal. The team motto of the Montreal Canadiens retains the impossible semicolon. To you, from failing hands, we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. The quarrel and the foe are forgotten by schoolchildren as soon as they commit them to memory. But the poppies stay with us. The torch remains uncaught, and the dead for the unseeable future remain undead. McRae's poem fails to tell us what the war was, but it serves well enough to mark the terrible void at his heart. It has proven itself to be a poem that sticks. It is taken up every year by millions of plain people willing to register a claim in the empty fields of war. The poppy is our acknowledgement of those who go into the void.
And really, they're both saying the same thing, man, you know? Ah, yes, indeedy. Thank you kindly for keeping me company in the empty park that chilly last November, sometime around Remembrance Day. As you might have guessed, that was Ani DeFranco. Busting out the old standard Amazing Grace. As well as some pipers and drummers. One of the dozens of pipe and drum bands recorded at St. Patrick's Day Parade here in Vancouver last March. And a reading snippet from Stephen Osborne, The Poppy and the Poem, as published in the Taiyi. Stephen, I didn't uh, exactly ask your permission. Hope you don't mind me sharing it with the people. Folks, I will put a note in the show notes. Go to postcardsfromgravelybeach.com. You know, there's lots of these shows. Collect the whole set. Share them with your friends. Imagine the fun. This was part four of the White Poppies for Remembrance. Postcards from Gravely Beach. <laughs> <laughs> 